We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. Breaking news, Terry Rozier. He'll be the next starting point guard of the Charlotte Hornets. Step back, wide open, and it's good! Terry Rozier! All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome to BuzzBeat, your Charlotte Hornets podcast on the Blue Wire Network. I am Richie Randall, and we'll be joined by co-host Brian Geisinger today. Also, we're going to be joined by special guest Rod Boone of The Athletic. We've had Rod on before, and I'm sure he remembers this, but the last time we had to call him in from a hotel in Portland. Rod, thanks again for joining us, uh, and how's everything going with you? Oh, it's going great, man. Thanks for having me on the podcast, guys. I really appreciate it. All right, we're recording this on a Monday night, uh, and as we speak, the Hornets' record is 9-16, currently 10th in the East. Uh, What I think we should talk about today is mostly big-picture stuff. Uh, We're not going to do game-to-game breakdowns with the Atlanta game, more of the development of the young pieces on this team, just the overall direction of this Hornets team under James Borrego. Uh, Rod, you recently put out an article on Devontae Graham and discussed his performance uh, in the game against the Warriors where he tied the record for 10 made three-pointers. So I think this is like a perfect place to start on this episode. And my first question to you, Rod, is what's your evaluation so far on Devontae Graham and how surprised are you by his performance to begin this season? I mean, he's having a great year. There's no denying it whatsoever, man. Um, I'm not really surprised per se, but I'm a little bit um, stunned at just, I guess, how fast he's reached his 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 growth in terms of being able to become a better player so soon. The talent was there, um, the work ethic was there, but to see it come together in a matter of just really weeks and months over the off season, it's been pretty amazing to to witness in person. And, you know, Devontae, one thing about him is he's a really, really good guy. And, you know, sometimes in this business, you, you know, don't come across people who are overly genuine um, at times. But uh, Devontae, he's genuine, man. So you can tell he really genuinely wants to get better. And part of the reason he's better and, and as a player he is right now is because, honestly because of Kemba Walker. He learned from Kemba Walker a lot. You know, Kemba. Took him on his wings last year, um, you know, him and Tony Parker. And essentially, he took what those guys as veterans kind of just helped him out with in terms of you know, trying to help him grow as a player and a person. 
he's brimmed it big time, man. So to see him do what he's doing right now, it's been pretty amazing. Like I, said, I didn't think he can probably do it so soon, but I'm not completely surprised because the guy's work ethic is off the charts. It's funny you mentioned Kimball Walker is because you're seeing a lot of the same moves that Devontae has in his game that resemble Kimball Walker's. And what I've always noticed with Devontae Graham, even in his rookie season last year, how mature he was and how calm he was running that point guard position. Uh, you could often see him on the court rearranging the set and the players in a way that a normal rookie just wouldn't. And clearly the four years at Kansas definitely helped us. Uh, but I don't really think that was a given. Like, I, you know, you spend four years in college, you don't expect someone to come in and play that mature as a rookie. And the biggest issue last season with Graham was his inability to shoot the ball. And I've, I've mentioned this in an off-season podcast that, that teams should just go under every screen. And if he continued to shoot the ball that way, I, I think most teams should have done that. But now, as Rod said, it's been a very quick transition here where he's upped his three-point percentage to over 40%. Um, he's become such a threat out of the pick and roll. And now it feels like if te- teams go under, he's going to make you pay. And if they go over, they could also make you pay because he, he can do a little bit better out of the pick and roll and the roll man can play better. So Brian, what, what are you seeing out of him uh, and just kind of his breakout season so far? Yeah, I think the thing with Devonte that's fascinating is a season ago, I thought this is a player who with the improved jump shot, he can turn into a serviceable backup point guard. Like if you're gonna be a backup six foot one guard in the NBA, you gotta excel on offense or defense. You gotta pick one of those ends of the court. And I thought offense for DG, and I thought if he, you know the three pointer gets there, he takes care of the ball. He you know, understands the game. Like this is gonna this is gonna go well. I didn't see this kind of jump though, where yeah, we maybe need to be having a case to make for for Devonte Graham to be on the All Star roster. Uh, averaging 19 points, eight assists per game, uh, 26% usage, 37% assist rate, 56% true shooting. Um, one of only eight guys in the NBA eclipsing all of those benchmarks. The other guys are Luka Doncic, LeBron, Trey Young, Kyrie Irving, D'Angelo Russell, Malcolm Brogdon, and Derrick Rose. 43% shooting on catch and shoot threes, up from 33% last season. 41% on pull up threes, um, that's up from 22% a season ago. And only James Harden, Trey Young, and Luka Doncic have made more pull-up three-pointers this season than Devontae Graham. He's become such a good pick-and-roll player, as you said, Richie. And in those horn sets, when he when he drives left and pulls up from deep, it looks a lot like Kemba. Like that, that's mm-hmm, one of Kemba's mm-hmm. go-to moves that we saw a thousand times during his time, if not more, the his time in in Charlotte. And I'm just, I could not be more impressed with Devontae. I, I live in Raleigh. People in the city really, really like and, and respect Graham a lot. And in, in around the Broughton High School community, he is a you know revered character. So everyone is thrilled for this guy to be playing so well. And just to see his maturity as a pick and roll player. If you go under, shoot the three. If you switch, I'm going to try to get to my step back game against the big. And if uh, if you drop and or you know, try to fight over the top, then he can play. He can pass to P.J. Washington. That sort of becomes Charlotte's go-to play. So great basketball and mature beyond his years, Devontae Graham. Obviously, the one thing I like about him, too, if you guys will notice, um, you'll probably watch a little bit of his, his games and, and look closely at it. The one part of his game he's still working on, he works on like after practice and, and times when people don't see is his drive to the basket, his little floater in the lane. Yep. If he knows yep. during the game, he's not hitting that shot just yet, yep. but he's doing a lot of practice with that shot, which is why he's taking it in game. So eventually, 
when he hits that shot <laughs> consistently, he will be essentially really hard to guard because, as you know, if you're hitting your jump shot, that's one thing. But when they're forced to go to the basket, if you're going to the basket and are making your layups or getting fouled, then you become a, basically a triple threat with the ball. So mm-hmm. when he does that part of his game in terms of just finding that aspect of his game, going to the basket, finishing with his floater, he'll be a really, really good player. And I, I think we could um... – hope that, you know, Tony Parker was still here to teach him that part of his game. And uh, he's definitely a, a player that you like his floater game with. And I also think what a part of his game that gets overshadowed to me, because he has risen so much with his three-point percentage, is his passing ability. I mean, he's averaging mm-hmm. eight assists per game. You know, it's not these simple passes that he's making. You know, he's looking defenders off, making nice pocket passes out of the pick and roll. And he's just finding that synergy with P.J. Washington, like you said, Brian, and Biz, and, and Cody as well. You know, Rod, with this offense, and as Borrego preaches, you know, ball movement, you know, what are your thoughts so far on Devontae as like an initiator and a playmaker? Because I think a lot of people just view him as this shooter. Oh, you're right. I think that's actually probably the most important part of his game right now for this team. Yeah, he can shoot the basketball, as we said. You know, he can stretch the defense, but his ability with the ball in his hands to set teammates up, as you said, is probably his greatest strength right now. Because what it's really done is allow Terry Rozier to come in and be a little more comfortable. You know, Terry Rozier signed a big contract, as we know, and with that contract comes responsibility and pressure. And with Devontae playing the way he has, it's actually alleviated some pressure off of Terry Rozier. And now Terry Rozier just go out there and play his game. Terry can be um, a good point guard as well, but Terry's probably a little bit more of a scorer in nature. He can set teammates up if he has to or, 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 or wants to, but when he's at his best, when we've seen so far, is when he's in attack mode on the opposite side of the ball. So by Devontae being a good playmaker, set teammates up, running the offense efficiently, that allows guys like Terry to kind of be a little more comfortable. And then, you said, you, you throw in a P.J. Washington, a rookie who's not sure to do what times in there. If he's set up nice and easily by his teammate, that makes his job that much more easier out there. Miles Bridges, same thing with him. You know, Miles is obviously trying to expand his game uh, to the perimeter and be able to shoot three-pointers. So if the Vance is breaking the defense down a little bit and finds Miles wide open, I guess Miles, uh, you know, easy look there. So I think overall, that's the one part about Vance's game that, like I said, I also really enjoy because if he can even clear part of his turnovers, as you know, he has probably two or three per game, and even he knows – he shouldn't be yeah. doing because he may jump up in the, in, in the lane, throw the ball away because he's not sure where he's going to go. But if he cleans that up part of his game as well, he could be at 10, 10 assists per game. So I like the way he's running the offense. And I think if he continues to do what he's doing just now, they'll be just fine with that side of the ball. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. 
The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Here's how you get started. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. ED used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to Roman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Graham, top six in the NBA in assist, assist per games, and assist rate. He's been ridiculous. Rod, I was just wondering, could you offer, and, and this is maybe something that that even for someone like you that's on the beat is, is something that's perhaps behind closed doors, but do you know what his offseason workout looked like this past year? You know, what he was doing in-house there? Who was he working out with on the staff? Like, it... This guy is the front runner to win most important, pardon me, most improved player of the year. I would just be curious to know if there was any insight to what exactly this guy did between April 2019 and October 2019. Oh, sure. Well, I actually wrote a story partly on that, man. He essentially worked really hard with Nate Mitchell on the offseason. For people okay. who don't know who Nate Mitchell is, Nate Mitchell is on the player development squad for the Hornets. You know, he's on the Jay Hernandez and those guys. Yeah. And essentially, he came from Toronto. He helped, um, you know, uh, home Fred Van Fleet. Yeah, he, helped, yeah, yeah. Uh, he helped home Pascal Siakam, two names that people <laughs> out there, I'm sure, have a very good idea of, of who yeah. they are in terms of helping the Raptors <laughs> last year. So yeah. you look at his track record and you look at, you know, the people he's helped so far in Toronto and what he's doing with Devontae so far. And, and he's like an unsung hero. People don't really know much about him, but he's from Canada. He's one of those guys who essentially helps the player out with not only film study, but also on court work. So when you're seeing Devontae doing a lot of these shots, the floaters he's working on, it's probably behind the scenes with Nate Mitchell. And Nate Mitchell has allowed Devontae to grow not only as a person, but a player. Because, um, you know, there were times in the offseason where it was not only Devontae, but it was also Devontae, Dwayne Bacon, and Miles Bridges, those guys worked out a lot together all offseason. And that's part of the reason why on the court you see them, they play well together synergy-wise because they have a good idea what each other is going to be on the court. So you got to give a lot of props to Nate Mitchell. He's an unsung yeah, hero yeah, yeah. for this team. And if people don't know about him, then hey, check, check out my article because he seriously is a, is a person who's helped out the roster probably more than you even know or realize. Yeah, I definitely read that. And he has some connections with uh, Jay Triano at, at the Canadian national sure team does. as well. So there's a connection there on the Hornets bench. You did mention uh, Terry Rozier a second ago. And, and my next question to you, Rod, I think we can all agree that he had a slow start to this season, uh, but he has turned it around in the last handful of games, making an impact on both ends of the court. So my question to you is how much do you attribute you know, his slow start and his way that he's played in the last 10 games or so to him moving off ball or how much is it more of just him getting adjusted to his new teammates? That's a good question, man. I think it's probably a little bit of both, you know, because like I said, when you come in with a new, uh, you know, new system, a new team, new franchise, and, you know, people are already questioning your contract, that's, that's got to put a little bit of pressure on you to make you come out and perform and shut people up right away. And Terry Rozier is a very prideful guy. You know, he comes from, you know, Youngstown, Ohio, Cleveland area. 
and he was never given anything in his life. So I think for him, he wanted to come out and prove to people that he deserves essentially what he got. And he tried a little, probably a little bit too hard and also having to come out there and run the offense and, and make things work smoothly was also difficult on him. So I think getting comfortable has definitely helped him out. But I also believe, like we said before, that Devontae Graham's role, um, his play, being alongside him has also made it easier for him because you don't have to worry about setting your teammates up as much. You know, that's Devontae's job. He's at the point guard to make sure the offense is being run smoothly and to make sure he gets the ball his teammates of his teammates' hands who can make shots and make shots in the right spots on the floor. So with Terry Rozier, as we've seen as, as well, you know, one of the questions people had about him coming in was his three-point shooting. And as you said, man, his career high right now over 40%, thinking about 41, somewhere around there, um, going to the last game. So if he continues the way he's going, he'll be just fine as well. So if you look at him and Devontae in the backcourt together, I, I like that. The only worry as a coach and as a fan you may have is when you face a really big backcourt, you know, who, who has a really big tall shooting guard or, or both point guard and shooting guard, what does that do to you defensively? So, but in the meantime, I like how they're being paired in the backcourt together. It's definitely helped Terry Rozier out to be comfortable on the floor when he has Devontae out there making plays for him a little bit easier. Yeah, he's definitely a player that can guard some two guards, but not a lot. So to your point, Rod, if they do have a bigger backcourt that they're going up against, it could be an issue. Uh, but I, I do really like the fact that Borrego has pushed him off ball. Um, you know, since that 10th game, I believe, from the 11th game moving forward, his catch and shoot numbers have been pretty good, but they have, you know, dramatically rose since him and Graham have been on the court together. Uh, it just feels like when he was the point guard on this team, it seemed like the ball movement moved a little bit slower. I think putting, yeah, I think putting him off ball, we've seen the best version of him because he does excel coming off screens. He does excel just launching those open looks off the catch. He doesn't have to think as much. And I think right now, Brian, he's shooting 50% on catch and shoot threes this season, which just is amazing. Yeah. He's been incredible off the catch. As you said, 50% uh, on catch and shoot threes. That's been uh, close to four attempts per game on those looks too. And, and I've sort of said this uh, within the last week or so, like don't for a second confuse Terry Rozier with, you know, JJ Redick or Landry Shamit or Kyle Korver or whatever. But now all of a sudden the Hornets do have at least some guy that you can get off the ball. And Devontae's obviously been pretty good shooting off the catch and they've, they've run some stuff for him to get him catch and shoot looks. They have that little play that frees him up from the corner. But uh, they, they take Rozier off the ball. They run him off motion, floppy action, and stuff like that. He's been excellent shooting off of screens this season. 43% shooting off of screens, 74% effective shooting. And I just think it adds a nice little dimension to the offense. Um, Rozier with Graham on the court, his efficiency goes up and his usage drops a little bit. Uh, you know, flip that when Devontae sits and it's just Terry out there. But uh, Rod, I'd be curious to know how much before the season started, how much do you think Charlotte was planning on using the backcourt of Rozier and Graham together? I think in the first game it played about nine or ten minutes together, but obviously now that's become the starting backcourt. And just was this in the cards before the season started, or is that just because because of Graham's emergence, it's sort of rose to the forefront as a uh, a key lineup combination? No, believe it or not, it actually was in the cards. I don't think it'd be in the cards for this much. Um, in terms of minutes-wise or this soon. But I talked to James Borrego at Summer League, um, you know, back in July or so. And, you know, talking to him then, he mentioned to me that this could be a possibility because he 
did a little bit last year. We noticed uh, with, you know, there were times he had Kemba and debunking the game at the same time. He liked that kind of matchup. He liked the fact that it gave him two ball handlers um, at the same point, two playmakers who can handle the ball at the same time and didn't put pressure on Kemba to get guys in the offense per se. So it was definitely in the cards um, and talking to him. And I mentioned a couple times in the offseason, people should probably watch out for it happening. But even, again, saying that, I didn't think it would happen um, in terms of them being starting starting to get in the backcourt. That's probably a little bit of a stretch. I, I didn't see that happening. And I definitely didn't see it happening this, this early because, um, again, you, you kind of want a guy to get comfortable in his role. You figure he's going to kind of come here and be the point guard, per se, which is kind of what you envision from him. But with Devontae playing as well as he has, I think it's really – um, made everybody take a second look at how to run this team efficiently with the personnel that currently is here. And that's where, to me, you have to give James Borrego a lot of credit. I think some people really don't appreciate him, per se, as a coach just yet because he's not a big-name guy. The roster itself is not really overly talented. But to me, that's more reason why you should give the guy a little bit of credit because what he's done, uh, not only last year with this roster – um, getting them just within the playoff spot a game or so. But to even have almost double-digit wins at this point in the season, but not even at Christmas time. And there are people who thought this team, not, not me, but there are people who thought this team wouldn't even have 10 wins the entire year. So to me, that's all about coaching. And when you mentioned you know, moving Terry Rozier off the ball and putting Devontae in as a starting point guard and making him run the offense – that goes back to coaching, and James Murray has done a great job to me this year adjusting to the personnel he has. Got to give the guy a lot of credit. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Borrego. I think he was put in a situation last season where, you know, you're obviously having to push for the playoffs with Kimba Walker on the team, and he was brought in for a player development, you know, standpoint. And, and exactly. now this season, we're seeing that, you know, with these young players. Now, in, in terms of young players, I want to switch it over to a, a veteran player, Marvin Williams. His contract expires this summer. He's been an awesome teammate for the past six seasons uh, with this Hornets team. Uh, He continues to impress as a team defender, shooting the ball from deep, and he's actually been pretty good out of the post this year. And actually today, uh, Shams posted today on The Athletic in his inside pass that, quote, several teams are monitoring the trade availability of veteran Ford Marvin Williams, end quote. I think one of the biggest questions, Rod, is is how, how this team views Marvin Williams. Obviously, they value him, but do they value him enough to keep him as a mentor for Miles and PJ for the last two and a half months after that trade deadline? Or do you think it's better off or, or have you do you have any insight as to his name being floated out there in trades? Well, that's a good question, man. I, I've been writing for a while that I think that if there's one player in the roster currently that this team has that might be wanted by somebody else, it's definitely Marvin Williams. Um, now, how the interest becomes in terms of what's available and how stuff matches up salary-wise and, and, and player-wise, contract-wise, that's to be determined. But he's always been the guy to me that a team who is trying to win right now, who could be a piece or two away for making some noise in the playoffs, he's, a to me, been the guy that I want to have on my team because he gives you so much in so little small doses and bursts, bursts, as you said. He's a veteran presence, for one. 
The guy's been around the league. He knows what to do. And if you ask most people on the team about the guy, he's one of the best teammates there is out there. He will talk to you and give you advice on anything, whether it's life or basketball. And beyond that, he can serve as a stretch four, stretch five, which, as you know, most teams come playoff time can really use because it gives you a more versatile lineup out there on the floor when you're trying to mix, mix and match with, with certain, uh, certain, certain rosters and, and just certain uh, schemes, per se. So I think he's definitely one of those guys you definitely want to keep an eye on in terms of being moved. And the franchise values him for sure as a mentor because that's essentially his role this year is to be a liaison between James Borrego and the players. But even saying all that, like everything else in, in, in this business, man, when it comes to the NBA, it's a business. So mm-hmm. if the right offer comes along, it's going to make the Hornets feel like they have a better long-term fit to bring somebody else in who may be around um, longer than Marvin, then that's something I'm sure they probably will look to doing because at this point, the roster, as it is, as we know, well, it's going to change in the offseason slightly because of the amount of money they'll have. But even so, there aren't very, very many players available uh, this offseason in terms of free agents who you want to build your team around. You know what I mean? So that means right. you want to trade somebody, and Marvin Williams probably is that guy. Yeah, I think he was, before this season it was obvious. If, if you were going to move one of the guys, he was certainly one of the expiring contracts that made the most sense. And I think how the market was going to be set, and, and that remains to be seen, uh, because there obviously hasn't been, you know, we'll see certainly some more trade movement once we get past December 15th. But obviously going into the, the 2020 deadline, we'll see how the market is set. But a lot of that also depended on how Marvin played this season. He's come out. I mean, gangbusters. He looks spry. He shot well at the rim. Forty-one percent on catch and shoot threes. He's, as Richie said, he's he shot above sixty-five percent on post-ups this season. Like he's a guy that is playable in the playoffs, which sounds reductive, but it's so true. Like this guy won't do anything to mess up your spacing. He'll post switches and he can guard a couple positions. And as as Rod was saying, he is a wonderful communicator and chemistry guy to add to any locker room. He's just such an easy guy to copy and paste onto any roster. You know, maybe it's tougher to find a, a team that has salary to match and would, would be willing to swing a deal. But um, you can see why any team in the playoffs could use a guy like Marvin to help swing a game, which could potentially swing a series. So uh, interesting stuff. Yeah, I think you know they're going to have to weigh whether Marvin Williams can add two months of mentoring or – to me, I, I think the best route to go, it is a business, like Rod said, is, is try to get an asset for him before his contract expires in the summer, even if that's a second-round pick. Before we go, Rod, let the listeners know where they can find you and your work online. Oh, thanks, man. Well, you can find me on Twitter, at Rod Boone, at R-O-D-B-O-O-N-E. And you can find my work at theathletic.com slash Carolina, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-A. Um, you know, it's it's a great website, as you guys know. We post content that you can't pretty much find anywhere else. Uh, we have a lot of in-depth, behind-the-scenes stuff. I actually have one story coming up the next day or so, hopefully, that people may like and want to read about. Um, it's uh, really involves uniforms and jerseys and stuff behind the scenes that, you know, people may have no idea um, in terms of how things get done. So, so you can look for that, hopefully, this week on The Athletic. But, um yeah, thanks you guys for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. You guys do a great job here, so thanks again for having me on. 
Uh, you're welcome. Thanks for taking your time again. Uh, and thanks for tuning in to another Buzz Beat. For Brian and for Rod, I am Richie. We will see you guys next time. Go Hornets. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.